Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Lynn Stravecki, who is an author, family counselor, and energy healer. Lynn, how you doing? I'm great. Thank you for having me, Tim. It's a great pleasure to be here. Of course, of course. Thanks for coming on, and we like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. Great question. Uh, A little bit about me. I'm like a little smorgasbord. I like to do different things. I have 24 years experience as a psychotherapist. And during my journey as a psychotherapist, I was searching for ways to help my patients in a holistic way. And then I became an energy healer, flew to uh, Arizona to do that. So I'm like one of the only holistic uh, energy healer psychotherapists on Puerto Rico on the island. And I recently published my first book uh, last year called Howling Behind Cement Walls, which uh, talks about my life. And I'm also in recovery, 13 and a half years. And uh, hopefully the book I, you know, will help others who are struggling um, with all the things that I, I've been through, how I got here. And what do I like to do for fun? I love to cook. I love to be on the beach. I love to run, do weights, be healthy. Yeah. There we go. There we go. I love it. Well, let's jump into your motivation and then we'll jump into the book. So tell us what gets you up and keeps you going every day. Oh, what gets me trying to be a better person. You know, I'm always striving to see what I can do better to to feel better, you know, and, you know, as an energy healer, I know we're here for an experience. So what am I doing to make that experience fabulous? You know, and, and am I and am I doing the best I can? Am I feeling the best I can? And how can I be of service to others in the best way? If I'm not in a good place, I can't be service to others. And I have a big practice and I work with a lot of people. So that's kind of, and going to the gym. That's my, my mojo in the morning, the gym. There we go. There we go. I love it. Now tell us a bit more about howling behind cement walls. So you said in recovery, tell us what you're in recovery from and just a little bit more about that. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, I started out 30 years ago in Florida, um, trying to, and I did get in recovery from alcohol. And uh, I had, you know, put some years together. And, you know, what my recovery gave me, I put before my recovery, you know, my, my job, my husband, my kids, money, uh, all that stuff, title, and I, I lost my, my recovery, my sobriety for probably over a decade. And the scary part is that I was able to, in that 10, 11 year period, I was able to function. You know, when I was in my twenties, I wasn't functioning, but this time I somehow functioned or so I thought, and it wasn't until uh, I went through a divorce that um, I really hit the bottom and uh, crawled out after three years. And, And so the last 13 and a half, almost 14 years, I've been striving, you know, with recovery, how to be better, how to do better, how to help others. And then I found the courage to write my book. Now, there is a chapter in there that tells you why the book is called what it is. And I won't give that away. 
It's an important chapter. Okay. <laughs> says, Were you in prison? I said, no, but in my own kind of prison, in, in my mind, I guess, but I wasn't in prison prison, but there's a whole chapter on howling behind cement walls, how it got the name. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> that was going to be my next ah. question, but now I won't ask. <laughs> well, You'll oh, have to get the book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, Let's go ahead and jump into your dreams and goals. Then you've written this book. You're an energy healer, a holistic psychotherapist. Tell us about your vision for your life and your company. Ah, oh, I got lots of. I'm a great manifester. I teach this, and I've been studying this. It's how I became what I am. It's how I came writing a book. I used to say I'm not an author. Well, now I am. One of my dreams is to travel and get off the island and to promote uh, healing and recovery and promote my book. I'm a great guest speaker and I absolutely love doing that. So I kind of want to be of service in the States, traveling around, you know, doing talks, doing seminars, promoting what I what I do and believe in uh, and the style that I do it. There's a lot of people that know that my style is unique. I treat the mind, body and soul. Uh, I'm not one of those therapists that say, okay, you got these diagnoses, go to a psychiatrist and get on meds. I'm not a medical doctor, but I don't work that way. So I kind of want to branch out at this point. Uh, I've been in Puerto Rico a long time and I'm originally from Connecticut. So I, I don't want to go back to Connecticut, but I'd like to just travel and see where I could be of service. I'm putting that out there. There we go. There we go. And is that travel going to be primarily as a public speaker or just travel in general? Well, both. I'd like to mix. You know, my, my dream is, you know, to to travel for fun. And I'd like to go to Bali. I'd like to go to Peru, meet a shaman. You know, there's all these spiritual type things that I like to do. But I also want to be of service to people that, you know, I can uh, do seminars or help them in, in, in any way I can with my abilities. You know, I'm also very uh, intuitive. So I bring a lot to clients that I work with that they don't generally find. So I'm, I'm planting seeds, Tim. <laughs> there we go. I love it. So we got travel and get off the island, promote healing, recovery, and your book. Are there any other dreams or goals that you want to chat about? Well, I don't know. I think that that's kind of it. Um, I think a lot of people right now, what I'm seeing, especially with the pandemic, they're, they're lost. Well, they think they're lost. But right now, I, I believe that we're either going to the right or the left. You're getting towards the light or going towards the dark. And there's a huge mental health crisis. There's a huge crisis with marriages and individuals and online dating crises. I mean, I'm dealing with all of it, mental health, depression, panic attacks. So I, I think I can be I am being of service here. I even have clients uh, abroad that I do Zoom thanks to the pandemic. I'm now doing Zoom and I happen to love it because I can reach people that are not just in Puerto Rico. They're in California. Some are in New York um, and New Jersey. And so I, I kind of, you know, want to help these people that are suffering. They're stuck. They're just stuck. And they're, you're either going to grow and change or you're going to get sick and go down, go down the hill. And I'll, I'll People are at a crossroads right now. That's what's happening with the pandemic. There's a huge crossroads happening. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. And I think it's, um, you know, the pandemic brought a lot of it on, but a lot of it was also happening before the pandemic. Like there were mental health crises and dating crises and family crises before all that. 
Yeah, but not like, let me tell you, in 20 plus years as a mental health uh, provider, I have never seen what's happening. So I'm seeing it now. Also, too, you know, parents are at home. Couples are at home with their kids. They're stuck in the house instead of not seeing, they're seeing each other all day versus, well, I only see you at night for dinner and a glass of wine and that's it. Uh, so they're having trouble being in a couple. Uh, people are having panic attacks for working from home. I love working from home, but those people may not like their own company, you know, sometimes. So there's there's a crisis like I've never seen before. And, I, and I've been at this a long time. Yeah. Should be addressed more in the public too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if there were one or two people that you could meet right now, and this could be a specific person or a type of person, and they'd really help you take the next step towards these dreams and goals, who would they be? And how would uh, they help you? Uh, I've always had on my list Oprah Winfrey. I've been <laughs> following her since, you know, God, maybe 30 years ago. I've written her a few times. I said, well, it won't hurt. But I, I admire her because I admire people that have come from the bottom up. They've, they've got something to say. They've got substance. Their life is spicy. They've, they've had opportunities. They've overcame them. And what she does is she's not only overcome them, but she helps others. She's a very giving person. So that said, I keep reaching out to her. And there's, an, there's someone else that I, I would love to meet, but he's passed away. It was Dr. Wayne Dyer. He was a psychologist. He was also in recovery. He's traveled all over the world, helping millions of people by his word, his voice. Uh, so... Um, Oprah has been on my top of my list, you know, for someone to meet because she's very influential and she knows people and, and I like her soul. I like what she has to say and what she does for people. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't hurt to think big. No, no. In fact, it kind of hurts not to think big. <laughs> exactly. I always say go, go high because it yeah. can only come low. Send that email. I've been told by people, oh, you won't do this. She won't answer. I said, well. Maybe she will. Yeah. Maybe she will. Exactly. Exactly. And what are the most important one or two things that everyday people can do to help you accomplish your goals? So you meet Sally at the grocery store and Sally's like, Lynn, how can I help you out? What would you tell her? Oh, word of mouth. Tell people, get me on a show. Tell me a link to go to, you know, tell me an organization that I can be of service to. You know, because I'm planting seeds, you know, maybe it's a recovery center, maybe it's a spiritual retreat, you know, that I can go and bring my services. Um, I bring unique stuff and I bring, you know, over two year, 20 years experience at what I do. And uh, so I think word of mouth and people spreading the word or sharing uh, any contacts that they may have and reading my book. If you read the book, you're going to get inspired. Mm. Mm. There we go. There we mm -hmm. go. They say, I want to know that woman. She got <laughs> spicy life. Look at her now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I got you. I got you. Well, awesome. Now we're going to jump into our thriving three. And our first question is, what is your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. Ah, my favorite movie has to be The Notebook. Mm. Why? I find that to be the most tremendous, deep soul level of love and commitment and passion and family that I've ever seen. And I cried. Get me to cry. It's a good thing. Yeah, that that to me was a fantastic movie. It had substance. The movies today, I just, they're violence or pain or 
I don't know. They just don't call me. I like something of substance, and that movie has substance. What was the other question? Uh, it was just one. So <clears throat> yeah, that's the one that stands out that I don't normally watch movies more than once, but that one I will. All righty. What is your favorite part of the Notebook? Ah, uh, I would have to say at the end when well actually my favorite part was how he was consistent the husband to go to his wife who had alzheimer's and memory loss every day to read to her about their life and in the end where he laid down with her and they both transitioned together it was like what <laughs> that's a love story <laughs> yeah I, I love love and i i just thought it was a beautiful tribute to what love means and what dedication means in a relationship and as a behavioralist you know this is what I teach and most of the couples I work with have no clue how to do that this guy knew he did it, it was amazing yeah yeah absolutely I love that I was got a little emotional right there <laughs> yeah I, I choked up every time I saw it every time <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. And what is one way you like to take care of yourself? Oh, absolutely. The gym. I'm a gym rat for oh, 30 years plus. Uh, for me, it's not only to look good and feel good, but it's for mental health. You know, I work with a lot of people with a lot of challenging situations in order for me to be of service to you. I have to be in a good place. I have to have my ship clean, you know, and that's my head. So every and it's not anything that's difficult for me. It's, it's like my, I say my drug of choice, you know, I, I, I get off on going to the gym, it makes me high. I feel good. I feel ready. And then I can come back and, and be in a good centered place. So absolutely the gym and some good food, good, healthy, clean, vegan food. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I'm not gonna lie. I love eating meat, but <laughs> well, I used to, I was raised meeting red meat and baked potatoes, lots of butter, bacon. I was raised that way. But as I got older, I just, my body just changed and it yeah. wanted something. And the more holistic I got, the more I developed and, and evolved. I said, this doesn't feel good in me anymore. Didn't happen overnight, but you know, every you. now and then I, I may eat some meat, but it's very rare. I yeah. got you. I got you. Mm -hmm. And what is one action step you can take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it to meet Oprah. Talk to people, send emails, put the word out. I'm a great believer in planting seeds. What I mean by that is I'm talking to you. That's a seed. And I may send an email. That's another seed. And also I, I believe in continuing to do what I do almost daily as I work on the power of uh, manifestation and law of attraction. That works. I do it. And uh, I, I see it, I feel it, I look at it. And, and if it's supposed to be, it'll be. If it's not her, it'll be somebody else. There we go. But I'm putting that out there that that's something I want so I could be of service to a large number of people in a grand way. Yeah. yeah. So I'm seed dropping, Tim. <laughs> that's I what I think the next step. Continue dropping big seeds. I love it. I love it. Well, now we are going to jump into our final series of questions. Okay. And I did not send these beforehand. They're a little okay. tricky. So if you don't know the answer, feel free to say, I don't know. They also require a bit of pretext. So stick with me as I read them. Okay. 
Go ahead. A lot of people have come on the podcast and they've said that the catalyst that helps people change from having a fixed mindset, not willing to accept help and not willing to accept change to having a growth mindset, being willing to accept help and being willing to accept change. The catalyst that helps people make that switch is a personal choice that happens after either extreme inspiration or extreme desperation. Do you agree, disagree, have anything to add or subtract? Yes, I think everybody has their personal opinion on that. My opinion is you'll change when you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And when people tell me their story uh, over and over, I say, I'm not here to judge you. Are you sick and tired of hearing that story yet? Oh, okay. Let's do something different. So the catalyst for me as a behavioralist to see, even for myself, to make change has to be some kind of a bottom. Either it's emotional, physical, spiritual, whatever it is. You got to hit some kind of a bottom then to have a a level of awareness that something's wrong here. Because a lot of people just don't have that level of awareness, even if they hit bottom. They're on skid row. Like, this is good. (laughs) This is all right. I got some food today. So you got to know, you have to have that level of awareness. Something's wrong. That's number one. It's like a little ding, 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 ding. Ah, the light bulb went off. Okay. Then you got to see what can I do to make this better? It might be a phone call. It may be a certain meeting. I might be calling somebody for help. I don't know. Going to take a seminar. You have to take the next step after the love, which I said it could be making a, a seminar, taking a class, going for therapy, going to get help, calling someone, saying, you know, I need to do something different. could be changing jobs, you know, it, yeah. it it's taking the step of doing something different. It may be even listening to guided meditations, like to, to get, changing the subconscious because the subconscious mind gets stuck. And if you're not present and aware, then the tapes keep running from the subconscious, which are damaged tapes, old tapes. You got to put new tapes in. You have to put, make, be very mindful of what you're putting into your mind. Many people are not. They're just running on automatic pilot. I love I'm wondering why their lives are the way they are. <laughs> I love it. So given the same amount of inspiration or desperation, why do you think some people make the choice to change and others don't? I think they make the choice to change because they're, they're tired of the way they're living. It's, it's just not enough. And it may even be like, uh, let's say in a marriage that just, why, why do some people all of a sudden suddenly decide, gee, I want to have a divorce because their their soul is telling them something's wrong. Something's not right here. I, I'm not happy. I want to be happy, but I'm not happy. But I'm scared to leave. Yeah. So it takes courage and it takes willingness and trust. Trust in yourself that you know what you know. You know that maybe you're not happy. Okay, that's all you have to trust yourself. And then take that next step. And always, always you'll be rewarded with the next level. Always. There we go. There we go. Cool. Well, some people need a smaller amount of desperation or inspiration change and others need a larger, more consistent amount. What do you think establishes our threshold for how much we need and can it be influenced? Oh, good question. I think a lot of it too, for some people depends on the way they were brought up. Okay. So if you were brought up in a household or an environment where there was constant chaos and you, you weren't getting your needs met and you were being abused, let's say, well, your, your level of tolerance is going to be pretty high. That's what you know. You know what you know. And it, 
may not be until you decide that as you get older, I, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, I, I don't think I like this. And that usually takes some commitment to, to a good psychotherapy, to someone to help you peel the layers, peel it back and take out the old and put in the new because a lot of people just don't know how to do that. And, and so their, their level of tolerance is just stuck. And those that want to go grand are, are maybe, again, that that's the environment they were brought up in. You know, go for your goals. You can do it. There's nothing you can't do. Not everyone is, is taught that. You know, they're not. For me, it, I was not taught that. I was taught, get married, have babies, have the man take care of you. I said, ah, ah. Yeah. You know, I don't think so. But I ended up doing that in my first marriage. And, and it didn't serve me. And, and eventually, I think you, you will strive to find your rhythm at the pace you want to find it. And, and you'll be happy with what you have or you won't. And maybe once you start changing your mindset, then certain people will start coming in. Like, oh, and, and because you've changed your mindset, like the law of attraction at energy level, you, you energetically start bringing people in. For example, when I started writing my book, I didn't know what I was doing. And I started saying, I don't know what I'm doing. And I said, you got to stop saying that, Lynn, because you're going to be an author. Stop it. And then once I raised my vibration and said, I'm going to do this, this book's going to happen. I met people that came in and helped me and helped me write the book, helped me edit the book. It was incredible. Because I raised my vibration to say, absolutely, I can do this. So I stopped saying I can't, and I'm not an author. So I can, why not? And and this is what I'm going to do, and it's going to happen. And it did, gracefully. Yeah. So it's all a matter of your intention, whether you were raised that way or not. What what do you think your intention as, a, as an adult human is going to be right now? Yeah. Yeah. There we go. There we go. I love it. And so raising that vibration, it's a lot of um, just changing what you say, changing your thoughts and changing your actions to kind of be in accordance with um, the thing that you want to be doing or the person you want to become. Is that right? See, I can or I can't. I listen to myself and I say, I teach this stuff, Lynn. And I listen to myself say, well, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not an author. That's just an example. I'm like, well, wait a minute. You got to stop saying that. It's like a blocker. You know, it's a block. Yeah. I started saying, well, why not? Of course I can. I am. I am. I'm on an island, for example, that I, I'm a minority. I'm, I'm an American here on Puerto Rico. So I'm a minority. And when I came here, I didn't speak Spanish. I do now. But I remember telling people in the beginning, I'm going to be just fine. I'm going to be successful because I'm good at what I do. People that want to find me will find me. People yeah. that I can help come. That's what I've been saying for over 20 years. And I don't advertise. People come. People know about me. And, and that's because I know that's because that's the seed I planted over 20 years ago. I didn't say, oh, my God, how could anybody want to come to me? I'm not Puerto Rican. But I didn't. I changed my mindset and what I energetically intended to happen. And it did 10 times plus what I thought it could do. So, yeah, I believe in the power of the mind, the power of the word, the power of fixation. See it, smell it, touch it, feel it. You know, all that. I do it. I teach it. And, and it's real and it happens. But most people are doing it wrong. They just yeah. don't know. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Well, we got one last question for you. Oh, good. What for is this, that? For this, keep in mind a person who has a really fixed mindset, they're not willing to accept help and they're not willing to accept change. In Atomic Habits, James Clear talks about the four laws of changing your behavior. 
And the laws are to make it obvious, make it attractive, make it easy, and make it satisfying. With that context in mind, and the avatar I just told you to kind of keep in your head, how can we, you and I, create an environment that makes it more obvious, more easy, more attractive, and more satisfying for people to make the choice that will change their life? Well, that's a tricky question because in my field, I, I strive to make my environment appealing by, by hope, you know, and by options and by helping people to hold themselves accountable because I can't do it for you. A doctor can't do it for you. A seminar can't do it for you. But if you if you have the willingness and you you take accountability instead of complaining, because if somebody comes in and there's a hard no, okay, I let them go. It's fine. But a person has to find the willingness to say, you know, I, I want I want to change, and you you offer them a, a good hard look at the, their life. You know, when I work with an active drug addict or alcoholic, for example, and they tell me, you know, I just just don't want to do it. Don't want to get sober. I say, okay, that's fine. How's that working for you? How's that working for you? Well, then it's not. I say, okay, what do you think you might want to do? You know, I make them stimulate their brain on what their options are. I I never tell anybody, you are a full-blown drug addict. You know that? You are a full-blown alcoholic. You're me. You're a controller. I never do that. I go around the back door and help them to have self-realization and ask them, well, how's that working for you? You know, uh, doing this. Oh, okay. You lost your job. Oh, okay. So by by conversation of self-awareness, they can come up with a solution themselves. Mm -hmm. And I also make it very safe. I try to make everything very safe there's no judgment, you know, as a therapist, I don't judge. Um, and as a healer, I can see things and feel things. And, and I try to make people very safe when I work with them. You know, non-judgment, uh, not labeling, not calling any certain type of name, just gently stirring the water, so to speak, you know, stirring the water so they can say, oh, yeah, okay, I might, no, oh, there's the lights, thank you. Uh, you know, they, I might want to do that. That sounds good. And I always say, yeah, I think that might be a great idea, even though I know that's a good idea. And I could have said it 20 minutes before, but I want people to be empowered to come up with their own solution by giving them options and self-realization. Because everybody wants to take everybody else's inventory, right? But they don't want to take their own inventory. It takes gentle coaxing. There we go. There we Makes go. sense? Yeah. 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 Makes perfect sense. Love it. Lynn, uh, that's all we have for you. Yes. Great. Uh, this has been fun. Yeah. Thank you. It's been a great time. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Anytime. Just you, you send me an email and be happy to be of service. Awesome. Well, do you have anything else you want to chat about before we sign off? Oh, I think that was it. We covered a lot. And if I could uh, be of service or anyone is interested in my book, it's it's on Amazon, Howling Behind Cement Walls. They can just go on and type in the name and it's a small paperback. And um, if they feel they're struggling with any addictions or any other life issues, divorce, relocating that I cover in the book or depression, uh, they might want to give my book a, a chance. There we go. There we go. Well, awesome. If you guys were listening to this and you loved what Lynn had to say, make sure to check out her book, 
go ahead and rate it while you're at it and send it to a friend after you're done reading it. As we always ask, shoot this podcast over to one to three people you know need to hear this message. All the ways to contact Lynn will be down in the show notes. Go ahead and give us a five-star review on iTunes if you liked the show today. And on that note, we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.